And that's like a little bit of a truth bomb for some of us because it's like, oh, I was kind of brought up that you work your butt off and you're going to be able to make it. But now it's a situation where, hey, a lot of the things can be done automatically using AI. With the advent of AGI, an entire job role can be automated out. You have ChatGPT thinking about this idea of the world coin, right? Mm -hmm. And this idea where, you know, once we have this AGI, it can go out and literally just make a ton of money and it's distributed amongst people. Right, so universal basic income. And welcome back to the Big Cheese AI Podcast. I am Andre Herricus, the world's 24th best moderator, joined by Sean Heise and Jacob Wise, two tech leaders here in Indianapolis. And last but not least, Brandon Corbin, one of the brightest AI minds in the Midwest. Brightest as in color, not in actual, <laughs> not actual not, capabilities. Not he shines bright, and I'm Benjamin Button. If you don't understand the reference, go look at our YouTube comments. For this podcast, we're going to be diving into a bunch of different topics, ranging the gamut. Um, but in general, we want to talk about how AI can actually be good and not always bad, potentially. We'll find out throughout the conversation. The first thing we want to talk about is something that's actually really scary. And Elon Musk made it. It's called Neuralink. He wants to drill holes in our heads. So, Brandon, <laughs> if you don't mind d- jumping into this really All quick, right. that's where we'll start the episode. Yeah, so Neuralink is the idea that you basically have, I think it's a thousand, a thousand strands that basically they drill a little hole in your head. Oh, and, I see this. Yeah. This is called the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Where they plug into the back. I know they, Kung Fu. And all of a sudden, right? But that, that basically there's a thousand different, like, fibers that go into your brain mm. and are installed with a machine. So the big part of the business opportunity here for them is the machine itself where they want to make it an outpatient experience that you can just go in, you sit underneath it, drills a little hole in your dome, sticks a bunch of needles or a bunch of whatever the hell those fingers are, then they go into your brain and they can read and write your n- neural noise, I guess. The greatest trick in the world is convincing yourself that it would be okay for Elon Musk <laughs> to write to your brain. <laughs> yes. So, but but conceptually, the idea being is that once we can read and write, we can bypass any problems, right? Mm. So if you're blind, right, mm. you basically have a blockage between your optical nerves and getting to your brain. Hmm. Well, there would be no reason why you couldn't have just now a normal pair of glasses that can write to the neural link that is now firing off whatever signals are. Yeah, because you're, you're not going to fix the optical nerve, but you, yes, could, you, you could create another co- exactly, and you can bypass it. So same thing with people who are paralyzed, right? That that you could say, okay, well, yes, they might not have a spinal column communicating, you know, from their brain down to their muscles. But we could actually bypass that and we can have like a machine that they're wearing and that they're just thinking of walking and the machine can interpret that and and make it happen. So so they've done it in pigs. We've seen them do it in pigs and they're reading and and writing to the pigs' minds. What happened to the monkeys? The monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, the monkeys. Some of the monkeys might have died. You know, again, you're gonna you're gonna suffer a little bit as you're going through this process. Wait, I heard they killed themselves. Is that true or no? I I don't actually know if they committed suicide. Okay. Um, I, 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 there's a whole lot of unproven stuff Andre, in this. Please Google some things about monkeys <laughs> and Neuralink right now. Like all you need to think about though is that conceptually it's a good idea, similar to the Hyperloop, right? Oh. Who, 
the hyperloops. The hyperloops awesome. was a great idea, but now if you actually see what we have in Vegas, yeah. which is like a four-mile tube underneath Vegas that your Teslas can go thirty miles an hour <laughs> underneath, and and pretty much a long line. I I'm not as I'm. What not, if we had a train, but it was one car at a time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So, wait. I I don't know. He I, just I, wanted I, to dig holes. Yeah. We're just yeah. We're just what what boring boring company. Boring. I got to admit that's a great. So brand. here's the data from. Um, this is cited from the internet, so I have no confirmation whether or not it's what true. Website? Uh, Fortune.com. Oh God, that's. Take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> but Google prompted it to the top of the screen, so that means it's true. Um, <laughs> the Physicians Committee, Committee for Responsible Medicine, an anti-animal group, obtained public records from UC Davis that says showed 12 monkeys died after being implanted with Neuralink's device. Neuralink has since built its own facilities for monkeys in Fremont, California. So, but they, so they, they, we don't they, know if it was the died. devices. Inconclusive. They did, yeah, they did. It's inconclusive. Themselves. Yeah, right. yeah. That that's no, that's a that's a nothing right. burger. But I mean, hypothetically, like with this technology, if it exists, hypothetically, you, hypothetically, you could browse the internet in your head, right? Like, how cool would that be? You know, just sitting there, just being. Like, I just want so, just zoned out. So like, there has to be a freemium version of it, and like, so you're blind, and they give you the ability to see, and <laughs> then like ads. every every five minutes, an ad pops up, <laughs> and it's like, just paid upgrade to remove this ad. This you know new, that's what would happen. Right? This new X post from <laughs> from Elon. No, they're they're it's gonna not abs- anti-Semitic. I swear. Yeah, there can absolutely be some revolutionary things coming out of Neuralink. But yeah, if you guys didn't, didn't know that was, that was what happening, um, super cool product that. Elon has dumped a few hundred million dollars into, and so it's something to check out. But the, the top, other topic of a conversation that we want to have is around the good part of AI and how it can positively impact potentially even people that are in poverty and homeless people. So, Jacob, you were mentioning that there is something going on in California where there's some legislation being passed that it, AI can help people that are you know less privileged. Yeah, so it's in LA, and um, and it's experimental um, uh, program that they're basically trying to identify people who are at risk. Um, of becoming homeless and uh, uh, intervene before that happens. So, um, you know, Sean was asking me at lunch today about how they're doing, and of course I'm a headline reader, but um, the basic, the overview is we have data on people. We know what looks like people who are going to become homeless, and we can identify them with that data set and give them the help that they need, hopefully, before before that, that happens. So um, just allocation of resources and a way to to help people um, before before that happens. So. Yeah, I think it's one of the strategic use cases of LLMs and AI in general is, especially in healthcare, preventative care, is in not treating the issue, but preventing the issue. Because everyone's got these big databases full of information that if they were harnessed correctly and were put through a large language model, they could assess and give good predictions of, you know, help people out before they end up in a really bad spot. Yeah. You know, though, what's kind of weird is, it, and, and I don't know, I don't think AI has to do anything with this, but with, with the homelessness, specifically like in California and whatnot, are there going to be, is there just going to be encampments? Right, right now there's like there there's encampments where they just take over like underneath overpasses or whatever and build these things up. Entire streets. But with tiny homes, 
And there's this guy named Sean that I follow on TikTok, and his mission is literally he just bought he bought this huge plot of land in Arizona, and he just wants to build a bunch of tiny homes for the homeless people. Well, this is the this goes directly back to what we talk about the advancement of technology. You can 3D print homes. You're right. You can efficiently manufacture smaller living. Yeah. Uh, people are thinking outside of the box, and um, w- one thing we wanted to touch on on this was just people trying to solve problems that actually help the world right and ai things the, the is going to enable the advancement of those pieces quicker but we have got to get beyond 2008 let's go build fart apps twitter and facebook and instagram <laughs> right. and start solving some real problems yeah for the last 10 years or 15 years all we've done is just build platforms that just get people addicted to them so we can sell ads on top it's of it's, it. it's beyond and, and and you know there's a lot of people that are really smart that said that quit facebook six seven yeah. eight years ago um well, and go ahead yeah i was just gonna say um that doesn't mean all that work has to be for not because duolingo is one of my favorite apps and what they're trying to do is leverage the lessons learned from how to get people addicted to things um, and get them re-engaging in it but for learning, right? And we can use these lessons for... What languages are you learning? I'm learning German. Okay. Uh, Because he likes to tell jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But but the point was... uh, uh, So they they recognize that, um, you know, if you you ask... First of all, they did some funny stuff where they spent a lot of money trying to figure out when was the best time to um, ping someone to say, hey, don't forget to do your daily lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, They have this idea of a streak, and it's all about gamification. But what they learned from all this research was um, the best time to tell someone to do their their lesson was about the same time they did their lesson yesterday. So mm. uh, they spent a lot of money to find out, um, just send it to them whenever the yesterday, whenever they did it yesterday. <laughs> humans are creatures of habit. Yeah, you yeah, know. But yeah. they all, they also weren't they the ones who, if you didn't respond after a certain period of time, yeah. they actually came back from a user experience standpoint. Yes, that's a good point. Um, they have a whole <laughs> mechanism that's like, after a few days, they're basically just like, all right, well, guess you're not interested anymore. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. And that and psychologically triggers right. people to be like, well, shit, I don't, yeah. I don't, I do want to do this. So that brings people back. Um, and that's so- actually the only sales cold email sales tactic that works on me right. it's just like, fine oh, you're a well, piece yeah. of shit like, we're wait, gonna ignore wait, you <laughs> you must be good That's you're, like, you're <laughs> a loss we don't need you my, my wife knows that trick too <laughs> fine scoff <laughs> oh, i'm sorry yeah. well there's actually a story that i heard of and yeah people have been studying addiction for a really long time and these things have absolutely bled into every single social media tiktok facebook instagram all these people so here, here's a story In Las Vegas, right outside the Strip, right outside the main city, there is an entire state-of-the-art casino that was invested in by OpenAI, that was invested in by all the big tech leaders, and it's specifically designed for people to come into it. There's cameras everywhere. Every single machine is monitored, specifically learning how to get people addicted. Mm. The biggest companies in the world invested in this facility and are – specifically trying to learn how to get people addicted sure. to things. And the question is, with AI, you know, is there going to be a switch in that, Sean, where well, well, people aren't well, just focused on let's addiction Let's just talk about it real day. quick. What was the only thing that really happened that really made a difference in this whole thing? And it's also the biggest risk and the biggest upside. Is this open AI thing, right? They basically came out earlier this year and said, oh, we're not a, we're a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We've got this altruistic vision we're going to limit our profit distributions, but there's this new tech that every that we discovered and we got freaked out. All right. Right? But we're going to do it the right way. And maybe 
that helped create a culture of maybe we should be working on some stuff that actually helps the world. Right. Right. And stop building these addictive apps and build something that's actually going to change the world for the better. And guess what? Changing the world for the better also makes you money. Right. Building new products and services is a highly profitable uh, endeavor if people purchase them, if the government purchases them, if, if consumers purchase them. And so you're talking about a kind of a culture shift in how tech's built, hopefully. So if you look at yeah. we're trying to look on the bright side. Right. right? We're trying. We're trying. It's hard. Um, <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, All right. at the end of the day, it, you know, look, a concept that we always talk about is stop building stuff that's just getting kids addicted Start right. building stuff that's going to help the help the blind, help the homeless. Right. You know. You, but you unfortunately, talk to, it's it com- it always it, like it comes down to profits. Yeah. Right. And that's all that I mean. When when again, capitalism isn't the is is not great, but it's the best thing that we have. Yeah. And that it ultimately leads to we need to make more money for our shareholders. And, so, and, 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 but opening, I tried to break that. Right. You tried to say let's set up a system where. Our our board and our investors aren't just looking for an exit. Right. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna cap just, them. We're gonna cap them. And guess what happened? <laughs> right. Right. The cap the, got the moved. Board, the board <laughs> the, the fired. The board the CEO. got moved. And, and, and but because why? All right. Because greed. Because yeah. greed. Well, there you, you guys are right. <laughs> greed is is always gonna greed win is out. Good. Greed's greed good. Is good. Greed, greed I good. think. <laughs> yeah. Now, until the 1987 crash and that movie's uh, range right. went down. Right. So the air, the um, Apple AirPods, I think, is an example of um, something that is a good product that also can now be used for good, right? Because they're actually a hearing aid device that. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So hearing aids are incredibly expensive. Um, and they are, I don't know if they're quite qualified yet, but if you turn them on, um, what is it? Transparency. Uh, transparency mode. Um, it's basically, it amplifies and it can help people who are hard of hearing. That's where I think, <laughs> I don't know if this is where we'll go, but we need to start looking for win-win. It's Apple tripping over itself and yeah. actually helping the world <laughs> yeah. for the yeah. first they, time. They probably did that accidentally. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Just my... think about what they could have done with all the capital so, and resources. Right. But you mentioned the, the x-ray uh, mm-hmm. glasses, right? Yeah. And that was um, for people with hearing impairments. Yeah, yeah. But think about, like, you pitch that to, if I have these glasses on and I go to my networking event and make up a tie on and I say, hi, Mark, nice to meet you. But I don't remember Mark's fucking name. Yeah. But it tells me his name and right. can remember that for later on. Yeah. Like, oh, now I can be an effect, more effective salesperson and I can increase my productivity and my numbers go up. Mm-hmm. Now, business will buy that. You know what right. I mean? Um, so, like, can you position a product that does good but also has a, a path to revenue as well. Right. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's too altruistic, but <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. No, Sometimes. The, 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 glasses, Sometimes yeah. the glasses are like, hey, you know, you guys are you, you're connected on LinkedIn. Here's like a bunch of different people that you have in common. You know, you could absolutely see that, that glasses become kind of the next UI yeah. experience, right? Like with X-Ray, the, the, they actually, they, they just build the software and then they partner with a bunch of different glasses manufacturers. Right now, the glasses are pretty weak, right? Like they have to, be, so the, the, one, the one beef that a guy had, um, this, this one guy on our Discord, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm he's like, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm deaf, I'm ugly, 
And now you're making me look like I'm blind too, because you have to be sunglasses so you can actually read the subtitles, mm. right? Because the technology just isn't there to have them be bright enough that it can happen like in these, you know, glasses that are transparent, don't have the back blacking. See what happens when you try to help people. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and he's like, so I just use it on my phone. But nevertheless, you can see that the glasses and, and uh, Google glasses kind of was like they, they saw that early on. And it, while it didn't happen, I think we'll eventually get to a point where we're just wearing glasses like these, and I'm having a bunch of overlays, I'm having a bunch of interactions, I'm getting a lot of additional context that's well, happening well, with what my... What you guys are talking about is is implementing stuff when there's no economic demand for it. So if there's no economic demand for helping yeah. the world get better, then you have to force it. That's where the government comes into play, yeah. right? right? And then, yeah. you know what I mean? Why, and so why what is you're there... saying, but what happened like kind of after, I mean, I lived through it. Jacob and I got out of college in 2008. Mm -hmm. Right. And there was no jobs. And so people kind of said, well, screw capitalism. I'm going to go, you know, brew beer. <laughs> right. Let me come and total, you know, I'm stopped cutting my hair and I don't even shower anymore. Um, <laughs> I never lived that life. But my point is they stopped caring about making money, but they started yeah. doing cool things. Right. right. Being mm -hmm. more organic, like, you know, living more healthier lifestyle. Oh, we're going to hiking instead of, you know, uh, doing some. I don't know, bro task. That's like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. My point is, is that like you have to change the culture a little bit. And yeah. I think that kind of is happening. Our younger, that's, that's the thing I see in the education system is the kids are starting to see they li they're living through this from the ground up. Don't underestimate kids. Mm -mm. Don't underestimate the next generation. They're the future, man. Right. Because they lived through this from the, the beginning and guess what they've had in their hands since they got to first grade, yeah. a device that yeah. has access to Google. My daughter was telling me all kinds of stuff about World War II and why that why Germany invaded Poland and how what happened and I was I was like how do you know all this she was like I just looked it up on the internet and started researching I'm very interested yeah. you know and my point is is like if there's economic demand for good then guess what there will be products and services that are built to service that good yeah. and so it really comes down to people's wants wishes and their demand because otherwise it's just forced from the government and it's going to kind of be you know it's not going to work right um, but we yeah. have this big problem now which is we're, we don't know. We don't have a direction. I think Sam Altman, Mr. Mr. You know, God of AI, yeah. set this direction, right. and it's starting to completely fall apart. Right. Um, in terms of you know where his where that company's really headed, no one knows. Um, yeah. But it's got to come from other people. It can't just come from them. Yeah. The implementations of, of all these technologies have to have to respond to market demand. Yeah, because yeah. that's how the system works. Market demand comes from the consumer, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier um, before the podcast. On these big companies, Google are potentially sowing their own demise when it comes to getting. A, you think platforms like Gemini that are coming out? We're getting very close potentially. And Brandon, I'm curious in your thoughts as well when it comes to AGI. Mm. And with the advent of AGI, you have this huge revolution of, you know. Uh, over-optimizing capitalism for these like one individual groups and all of a sudden that the, the only thing that really ever matters now is the consumer and what the individual person wants. From an AGI standpoint, I think if, if OpenAI is going to come up with some new model, it's going to be AGI, right? It's able to do virtually anything that you can set a human that's the to do. For those who don't know it, that's basically the definition of AGI. Exactly. It, it's on par with yeah. human capabilities. It, it's ba and it, or if, not, if not more, if not more, right? Like smarter. That... If they're going to expose that, then I think it, I, I view it just as another uh, another extension of what they currently offer, right? Like now I can basically have this worker who works for $2 an hour or whatever the, the price point's going to be, and I can have him do whatever I tell him to do, and he's going to go and do it and, and either make me money or not. 
right? So now all this, uh, even even when AGI does come about, we still need to set it on a on a trajectory. Like we need to still have it doing something, and and I think that that's where. Again, the people who are inquisitive, the people who are like interested in this stuff, they're going to basically go and they're going to be like, I'm going to use this AGI to create a new business that does X, Y, and Z, and it's going to make enough money. You know, I don't think that OpenAI, once they launch an AGI, is going to dominate the entire world, right? They just won't. Like, they, you can't. You can't boil the entire ocean. So they'll, they'll have a couple things here and there that it can do. Go get me tickets to this sporting event, or go schedule a vacation trip with me and my wife. I just to, want someone to create a Google Calendar event that can just so I can just be like, "Hey, schedule this event with Bob." I don't have Apple Calendar installed on my iPhone, right? And every time I ask Siri to create a calendar event, she tells <laughs> I me have to ask that Siri. she can't do that because I don't have the Siri, proper application. Installed. Siri is stupid as shit. That's the problem. You know what? Yeah, they I did cannot with Siri release... this morning. Siri is so bad. That I said, hey, Siri, add a note. And I was doing that thing, with that, that note I showed you before the thing, mm -hmm. the marketing. Because when I wake up in the morning, I have thoughts, I have ideas, mm -hmm. and I try to get them out before I forget about them because I'm still in half-dream state. And I, and I added this note, and it was great. And then I said, oh, I said, hey, Siri, add on to that note. Oh, no. <laughs> that's out of scope. Yeah. No, they, can't they, can, they, can, they cannot rule out their large language model fast enough as far as I'm concerned. Because it's, it's almost a joke at my house now where, like, we'll be watching TV and I'll be like, oh, well, I wonder how far away is – how far away is – this happened yesterday. How far away is Fort, Fort Lauderdale from Miami? Because we're watching uh, uh, whatever, some soccer thing that's out right now. And so I'm like, oh, and I pause it and I'm like, hey – uh, how far away is Fort Lauderdale from Miami? And, of course, it's always like, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. If you ask me on your iPhone, I'll give you an answer. Who's, I wonder if like, there, there must be you. some guy that sits in the basement in Cupertino that no one likes to talk no. to. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, has like the whole, like all the security keys for the entire Dude. company, but he's also the Siri product manager. Oh, it's gotta be something it's, like it's that. It's so frustrating. It's so, it's so bad. And there's no reason why it can't, right? Like they're, they're a trillion dollar company. Stop. And my wife's always like, don't, don't stop. Just let me do it on my phone. Yeah. And she always, because then I get angry and she hates it when I get angry with Siri. She's like, I hate it when you get so upset with her. She is the dumbest AI that I know. And I'm just like screaming in my house. Um, I, I want to answer Andre's question. So what, what Andre was basically talking about was that if, if you go through OpenAI's kind of premise when they started which was oh my god we discovered something that's so powerful it's going to eat the world we need to do this responsibly well, okay you go through that and you say okay three companies are going to have three trillion five trillion six trillion eight trillion dollar market caps and every and, and and they're going to control the entire world well those companies can't just exist in their within their own existence and make maybe they could i mean they'd be more like a government entity that has no accountability for profit but at the end of the day they still m rely on the basic fundamentals of economics and in, in, in the united states in most countries it's consumer demand and consumer spending when consumer demand and consumer spending are affected the economy is affected people don't buy houses people spend less money at, at, at on goods and services the entire economy stops and so from an alignment perspective you can't get too far out of bounds or you start n completely impacting the, the economic fundamentals and people start, start losing money and that just doesn't work. So there's got to be some sort of middle ground where, you know, you're, you're talking about job creation, you're talking about job, being, jobs being affected. 
I'm not as worried about that. I'm interested to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, I think the best thing we can do to combat risks to AI and, and making AI work for the good is to have consumers affecting that and demanding and putting demand in things that create economic value for the, for everyone, create change for everyone. And really, it's more of a culture thing at that point than it is a technology thing. Yeah, yeah. I do think that, um, of course, corporations have ultimately the responsibility. Um, you can have that if you want it. Um, have, <laughs> it's their responsibility to do these things uh, in a responsible manner. But consumers are smarter than they were when Facebook came out or, you know, just in general, uh, uh, we know a little bit more about how things work and how we can direct them. So hopefully this time around, this innovation, we can help steer it a little bit better as consumers. It's just hard because, um, you know, we do have emotions and, and, and uh, uh, the things that are bright and shiny, like we run tours and like, oh, that's so cool. And then we kind of lose sight of like why the hell we're even doing that. Um, but I do think like, you know, we are more educated and generally um, smarter consumers. So hopefully uh, we can we can help steer it a little bit and and uh, do some good because I don't want to work more hours and do more and expectations keep rising. I want us to get to a steady state of like or at least like a sustainable state of growth. Um, but my life gets easier. You know, not right. maintains. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's just a situation where, you know, it's probably harder for people who are, you know, the kind of super hard workers, hyper competitive, you know, humans that are sitting around this table right now to kind of come to a realization that probably or potentially in the next 10, 15, five years that you just don't need to work as much. And that's like a little bit of a truth bomb for some of us because it's like, oh, I was kind of brought up that you work your butt off and you're going to be able to make it. But now it's a situation where, hey, a lot of the things can be done automatically using AI. With the advent of AGI, an entire job role can be automated out. You have ChatGPT thinking about this idea of the world coin, right? Mm -hmm. And this idea where, you know, once we have this AGI, it can go out and literally just make a ton of money and it's distributed amongst people. Right, so universal basic I ain't income. That. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, there's there's a, poten- there's a potential where the future is a world that you work 20 hours a week or whatever. Maybe you work more, and you spend a lot more time with your family. You spend a lot more time on passions, and we do kind of aggregate back towards this world and this society where people who are more downtrodden, people who do have disabilities, people who, you know, are just not social anymore because they have been so on software or sitting down at a computer, now they're out in the world doing things together. So, and so the we live that, this hockey dory future. The way, the way that Bill Gates and and Altman and all these people are gonna sell this to you is that is that super intelligent AI is gonna create a you know a golden age for humanity. And that is an outcome that could potentially happen. And that does align with the current way the economy works in terms of consumers drive the economy. Consumers drive the economy. Um, You know, and and we need need these people to consume goods and services. But do we need them to work? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Do you need them to work or work as much? And the answer right now is I don't need I, I don't think that I need I, if I was one of my employees right now, I would be using the, the tools and technologies that we're literally putting right in front of them and say, use these yeah, and, and save as much time as possible. Yep. I don't care if it took you two hours, if it took you 
took you four hours, if it took you ten minutes. Yeah. Is it high quality? Is it does, does it, it does, it, does it meet the requirement? Does exactly. it exactly like I like I'm not going to ask you now. Yeah. Now there's people that are going to go out there and say, well, I now now I need you to be thirty times as productive, or or I'm going to want you to do exa-. it. Doesn't that that doesn't necessarily matter, right? Um, it, it really doesn't. But you know, I I, I think that. I think that it's 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 a way it it could be construed as one of two things. One is they're right, and that's that's definitely an outcome that they actually want to happen. The other is they're just justifying themselves taking over the world. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And which and one's more likely? I which know. one's more likely? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think that they're trying to you know you're trying to justify. It could be a little yeah. bit of both too, right? Like, I mean, I think that's what we've been dancing around is like, yeah, everything is going to get better and. It, you know, it's going to enable the thing I'm so most excited about is in enabling more people to do more with less and like leveling the playing field and and all that. But ultimately, yeah, there's the the corporation side where they're like, yeah, we're gonna get everybody's money and control everything and everything. Yeah. Will, all roads lead through Google. You know, mm-hmm. Gemini. Ooh, it's right. just so different than any other. Like I mentioned this last podcast, this invention, this revolution is so much different than all previous ones. Like the steam engine was a thing that other people could build and own and develop. And like multiple people can have a boat that had a steam engine on it or the internet. It was like this open source thing where the real monetization of it or the operating system that they created was, you know, people could build websites and build companies on it. In this case, just like one company, it's one or two companies own it. And that is the fundamental difference. And that's where you have that, you know? Hey, so I've tried to do this a few times. There's a lot of studies that happened related to AI, but they're from like, they're those long studies that take forever. They're from like 2019, 2020. So if anybody has something newer, please let me know. But there's, there's a study that was from 2020. There's another one from 2019. I can't remember what exactly what it's called, but basically say said that by 2025, 85 million jobs could be replaced by AI. Mm. How many? In the world, 85 million jobs could be replaced by AI. But... Literally, footnote, same paragraph. Ninety-seven million jobs are going to be created. created. Yeah, yeah. So no, this again, is, it's going to be it's going to be the, the the folks who don't adapt will die. It's that simple. Yeah. Like it, like, there's no complication here, and it sucks to say it. And if you're not someone who's able to adapt and well, to change, I think, you're in I, trouble. I think I think that that's look at us in our MacBooks and our studios and our microphones. Right? There's people that can't adapt because they don't have access. Right. There's there's an accessibility issue there. But mm. at the end of the day, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like if you don't if you're not participating in the 97 million and you're in the 85, like you got to figure out a way to get on the 97 because right. 97 minus 85 is 12 million added jobs. All right. Right. But but of those 85 million jobs, how many of those 85 million so, people are able to move to the 97? So, but but you're what what stops somebody from adapting? Right. So, so again, you said that they can't adapt because they don't have access to the well, access. Well, like for, for example, like there's there's areas in the world that that until recently couldn't access the internet, didn't have a computer. Okay, that's you know fair. Th- those, yeah, those yeah, types yeah, of yeah. Sure, sure. Right, right. And that's that, right. Where that they're where they're so, regulated by their government or whatever. Yeah, it they're, is. they're in they're they're in uh, you know a hostile uh, right. situation. Um, also, they, like maybe late stage uh, people in their careers that some of them will. But no, no. Most. So, so I, I, I have no sympathy for those folks. <laughs> I, don't I have none. I, I have none. Either. Because again, my father, right, who's now eighty fucking years old or however old he is, he's old, right, is like 
leaning into ChatGPT. And he's like, this is the new programming language. He's like, I, look what I can do. Shout, I'm out, like, shout out to Grandma Caulfield. She was one of the most influential people in my life. She ran an art studio out of, our, out of her basement. Um, and she was 83 years old when she died. She was born, that was in 2013. And she would Gmail me in like early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. she, would, she would print. She would. She had her printer working. She had her MacBook. Right. Mm-hmm. She was totally in, you yeah. know. And she and she could she could do all these types of things with technology. But you know, the, to Jacob's point's still valid. Like there's certain people of those. So if you go 97 minus 85 is 12. There's people in that 85 million. And maybe what we can do is really figure out how to how to how to impact the 85 million. Yeah. Right. How Absolutely. To in, how to impact the 85? Those are the types of people that. If there's the UBI concept, which is called universal basic income, yep. and that's a super touchy topic. Oh, I don't it, want is. To touch. but, it is. But, you know, there's probably some of those people Every that Every Republican's like, whoa! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and let's be honest. We're already there, right? Like, yeah. the, the taxes are paying for, um, yeah. uh, for, for people that are just basically completely disenfranchised from the economy to exist. Right. That's already there. So that, that already exists. It's just how many, how many people can you, can you keep up without being completely, you know— uh, out of bounds, you know, or under underwater. What is know? the line? We don't know. The line moves uh, because you know it, it, the government governments can continue to print money. On I'm it, a but, sovereign citizen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know that that's a tough one. But at the end of the day, you need you need economic contributors that pay taxes that have mm-hmm. jobs, or else your your government won't function, right. and that really hurts you because you know governments are the ones that have monetary policy control yeah and that's pretty much across the board in every single country so also governments don't have to make money right like their programs don't have to be profitable matter of fact they aren't normally yeah <laughs> everyone no. bitches about governments being inefficient i'm like well yeah they i think kind the of by design number one opportunity in the world right now is to make governments more efficient and I think one of the biggest things is there's so much turnover because you have different people coming into power, and those 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 agencies aren't profit centers. But if they could come up with a standard way of doing business and really uh, reducing overhead, I agree. That would be really really so good. So here's what I would add to that: a lot of people say run government more like a business. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> run government more efficiently because that's when people say run government more like a business. I think what they actually mean is make better use of my money that I just gave you because. Well, that's the goal of it, right? You give money to the big pot, and the big pot helps the the, the whole uh, you know uh, group of people. And hopefully, uh, rising tides bears in the woods. No, you know? <laughs> rising tides lifts all ships. <laughs> I just wanted to add that back in. Bring it up about thirty minutes. No, but like, but yeah, but to your point, yes, let's make things more efficient. Let's utilize our resources in a more efficient way and that's probably when we're talking about ai for good those are the actors that are actually going to be able to leverage it i do not have a single uh fucking uh uh, ounce of hope that google is going to altruistically help me live my life other than i do like google calendar that's great uh but like (laughs) they want money they want money and they'll do anything to get it um, but but that doesn't mean they're bad. It's, it'd be wrong. It'd be Here's wrong to thing. accuse them of that because yeah, they're a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I want any company to control AGI, I'm arguing it's Google because Google's money revenue is oh, all based off consumers. <laughs> it's all based off consumers. If it's OpenAI, OpenAI has no accountability to consumers. They don't. I they, want it to be Apple. 
I wanted to, I wanted to be Apple because to Apple has accountability to sell hardware. Yes, to consumers. To consumers. Google yeah. literally has accountability to a lot of small businesses. And a lot of, of you know what I mean. You know, yeah, Apple's like, just yeah. gonna. Like if you're if you're saying, oh, okay, let's say you look at Google's look up Google's revenue splits. Okay, it's mostly advertising <laughs> oh, products yeah. and services. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And those products and services are owned by not just big companies. Right. And they and they're so they're they're aligned with the consumer. Yeah. So if you think that if you want somebody to become a the super company. Do you want it to be the, the a hardware company or a, a enterprise software I, company that sells to huge other corporations, or do you but, want it to be someone that's? Do you want it to, to be consumer? an advertising company? Is what you're <laughs> fucking telling me, I right? I want it to be OpenAI, or I want it to be Apple. I don't want it to be an advertising company because when it's advertising, then it's like again, what people like people don't understand that Amazon actually like their advertising division is like the fourth most income producing company right amazon's an advertising company like every all okay, of these companies okay, the, the thing alternative of, is open ai that's literally just a guy that promised he was going to do a good job <laughs> i yeah, swear no, I, okay, I, I promise, promise to handle this responsibly good. until I, ca- I carry a backpack so i can blow it up if i need to but think about yeah. also what we're saying is uh, we've just given up Jesus. hope that it's gonna be owned by by people or we we all can see that someone yeah. is just gonna well there's there's an absolute argument that every single thing that OpenAI has created is not owned by them. Yeah. Right. They took all human knowledge and just just <laughs> said they own it. They did. How the hell did they do that? <laughs> just, I just really gonna scrape to the internet yeah. and then be like, it's ours. Yeah. Well, it's our model. <laughs> and Marvelous. oh, by the way, you're not allowed to train your models on our model yeah. because we stole it from those people. You're not allowed to steal it from us. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. I mean, finders uh, keepers, you know. <laughs> Microsoft, I think the biggest uh, uh, tell on that whole thing was when Microsoft bought GitHub. When yeah. Microsoft bought GitHub, they bought. All of our code yeah, totally. that we open sourced, yes, and so that yeah. they could use it, consume it to make to whatever. Just absolutely, just just destroy 100%. in terms of the amount of data they aligned. Think about how the, the product decisions that Microsoft made after they bought GitHub. They completely aligned themselves with JavaScript in the open source community. Why? Number one pro- programming language on GitHub is JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Second, Python. Yeah, okay. right. right. They were like, oh, .net, rah, rah, rah. they 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 changed their entire business because they were getting insights and data out of right. what they got out of. You don't know. they own TypeScript? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How the hell that. do you own TypeScript? I, I know, right? <laughs> like, like that's theirs. I mean, they, they're. Uh, you got to give them props, though. You've got to give. You do have to You've got to give props for like where they came from to now being so. I mean, like even with the Linux subsystem that they've added to the operating system. You know, I mean, they've they've really kind of like led their way to doing some really cool stuff. So I'll, I'll give no, them props. No, I, I'll, and I, I am a owner of their stock and i cannot complain because i bought it at 98 dollars. <laughs> how much is it oh that would be in the 300s no shit okay yeah yeah well everybody this is us at the big cheese podcast <laughs> sometimes we we're so grateful that you guys join us along our conversation as we talk through the different evolutions of ai i'm andre Herricus, joined by sean heise jacob wise and brandon corbin we will be having guests join us on episode number 10, and they will more than likely be AI guests. And so, <laughs> we did find the one. Uh, yeah. what, what was it? History? History.ai? History.ai yeah. or something yeah. like that, where we can talk to George Washington. 
and uh, uh, and be like be George hey, Washington. Wor- George Washington. <laughs> we'll be talking to George your- Washington as well. If you guys would like to ask us any specific questions, email um, podcast at bigcheese.ai. Thank yeah. you so much. See awesome. you next week.